Welcome back to the Electrify podcast, brought to you by the creators of Electrify Expo, North America's largest EV festival coming to a major city near you. Welcome to the Electrify News Podcast, brought to you by the creators of Electrify Expo, America's largest e-mobility festival coming to five major cities in 2022. All right, welcome back to the Electrify News Podcast. I'm Matt Teske, as always here with the, I always say delectable Joe Boris, but today I think I'm just going to go with the uh, fantastic. No, that's that's still too soft. As if from a fantasy. I like it. Yeah, fantastic. So, okay, there have been some interesting uh, developments in the realm of uh, electrified transportation uh, in the last week. Some of the some the of last the, like seventy two hours, right? Yeah. So we've got things that are happening on the ground, things that are happening in the air, things that are happening that should be on the ground, but that they're not working well on the ground. <laughs> where, where where do you want to start? Um. Man, I really want to start on this this EVTOL helicopter thing. So, okay. you know, it, it, this is kind of an underrepresented news story, at least here in the U.S., and it has such big implications for the next 20, 30 years. And what's basically happening is this. There are a number of manufacturers, Hyundai, Joby Air, all these different manufacturers that are building these what are called EVTOL aircraft. They're basically big drones that you right. can sit in. Yeah, And they're building out this air taxi infrastructure where you can hop in one of these things and it takes you to another building or halfway across town or whatever it is, and then lands it. It's all autonomous. It's all slick and it works beautifully. And if that's you, the, well, that's the vision, right? that's the vision. Well, but hang on. They have a working. There is a working, quote unquote, concept city in mm-hmm. Korea. There is a working concept city in China that has 20 or 30 of these things flying around. And they're working out the kinks. I don't know that I would get in it until someone <laughs> told me that the kinks had been worked out. Yeah. But, uh, you know, different governments treat their people differently. That, that's But if you're going to hop from one top of a building to another top of a building and it can be done in a, in a fast, efficient and yeah, autonomous way. And it's also electrified. Yeah. All good checkboxes to check, I think. Right. You oh, know? absolutely. And yeah. there is a, a group that's been buying up especially in Australia and in Western Europe, that is buying up parking garages, industrial parking garages, because what those parking garages are seeing is a really reduced amount of cars being parked there. Part of that is the new work from home culture that Mm -hmm. has come up since COVID. And another part of that is just the increasing cost of vehicles and maintenance and fuel is causing people to find other ways to get to work and other ways to kind of, you know, whether it's ride sharing or taking an e-scooter or an e-bike, they're just getting to work in different ways. So they're, they're partnered with these EVTOL manufacturers to use those prime positioned parking garages as landing pads. So the roof is the landing pad. You go down, maybe you drive to the local one that's close to you. You take the e-taxi to the other place. So this is a big deal. And there are billions and billions of dollars being poured into this. But right now there's two laws, one of them from the city of New York, one of them by the state of New York that are written in a way that on the surface, it says that it's a helicopter ban. And it's written in this way where like it makes you think it's going after Jeff Bezos and Elon Musk and saying, well, you guys can't fly your your private helicopters anymore. But the way it's written, it actually says any rotary rotary wing aircraft that has a spinning blade like that. And that would include drones. Yep. 
if if that goes through, first of all, New York City is, you know, that's from the de facto industrial capital of the United States, right? Like that's where yeah. everything happens. That's where all of Wall Street is, everything else. So if you ban these things in New York, you're effectively telling the rest of the country. The country, okay, yeah. Nope, yeah. you can't do it either. Yep. You can't do it either. And, you know, it, it's frustrating as an American because if you travel anywhere in this world, you very quickly realize that our infrastructure sucks. Yeah, I was going to say, if you if you have the opportunity to get outside of the uh, contiguous 48, uh, you'll find yourself looking at, I mean, again, go to Japan, go to Europe. And the, the fact that there's such an, and maybe that's the case, are the people that are trying to pass these bills, do they understand that? Like, are they just not aware of the fact that what this is going to do to hinder what we're looking to do for transportation? I guess I, maybe that's it. I don't know. Or, well, I mean, from a, from another point of view, I, that may be the point, because how many times have we seen legislation pushed yeah. through that is pro-car, pro-oil, pro-consumer, you know, pro-consumption? I don't yeah, want to say pro-consumer, <laughs> pro-consumption, yeah. you know, it, it, that is, is simply just a cover or a smokescreen to get people stuck in a car and stuck in their mindset of buying gas every four or five days. Now, but bear in mind, the people that are going to be using this type of transportation for, you know, again, flying from location to location, they're going to be of a, of a different niche uh, than the average consumer. But at the same time, to your point, if this is indicative of how we're trying to tailor a mode of mobility regardless of, you know, the caste system. It's just like, nope, we just want to do it this way. Um, sure, but look at it from an energy point of view. It takes, right. it, you know, if you're if you're running a CTA here in Chicago, we have CTA, the, the transit with the trains, right? If mm. you're running those trains all day long, which you are, except for a window in rush hour in the morning and another window of rush hour in the evening, those trains are running mostly empty. Yeah. So from a strictly energy consumption point of view, we can halt those trains for most of the day and people that need to get around, you know, at odd hour, you know, off hours, let's say, mm. it might not be that much, that much more expensive to take one of these EVTOLs because the way that it's been working out is they're actually really, really energy efficient compared yeah. to a large train, certainly compared to an autonomous car, mm. you know, which is, which is similarly expensive. So more than that, though, just the idea that, you know, America is, I, I don't even want to say 20 years behind. I think we're probably 40 years behind yeah, Europe yeah. and Asia when it comes to light rail commuters. And, and, and quite frankly, every penny that we spend on this ridiculous Hyperloop nonsense, instead <laughs> of pushing it to light rail, is offensive. And like... God, I hope Elon Musk listens to this and 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 goes, man, I hate Joe Boris so much. But well, like, I, th I also think that Elon would be like, I'm not really the one working on it. I just said you should do this, and then a bunch of other people really started. Yeah, working and then on a it. bunch of cities gave me billions of dollars in tax money, which raised my stock price. So thanks for that. I think that <laughs> no, I, I think you bring up again the, the valid point of if we don't have the right people in positions of leadership around how we're you know, legislating what's happening with, with mobility options and we're cutting things off too soon, too quickly, then yeah, it's, it, it's just going to continue to stick us into this, you know, this era of, again, 40 years behind. 
And that's the thing of it. There's a lot of people that, you know, from here in the States that, that might listen to the podcast and say, what are they talking about? And, and it's unfortunate because, you know, there's a lot of things that people in the States are missing out on for options. Yeah. And, and if you and- don't travel, if you've never experienced that, if you don't know what it is to hop on a train that goes 150 miles an hour and it's clean and it's taken yeah. care of and it's $7 to get you from Germany to France or whatever it is, you just have no idea what people are talking about and it it almost sounds fake i mean when i have this conversation with people i know in ohio that are like you know in wellington ohio and they've never been outside of the state except for you know once in a while they go to chicago right like they have no concept they just you know america is the greatest country in the world they have no (laughs) idea what's out there well, yeah, we're, we're exceptional, exceptional at not advancing our transportation. So, no, I think I think what, what this really speaks to is that there's a lot of um, information that's just unknown by a lot of people, like you said. And if, there, if more people understood what was happening in the space and saw that it wasn't science fiction, but it's actually it's an example of where advancement has been going for a long time. In, com- in conjunction with these other things that are in use in other countries, I think that would help. And that's part of what we're trying to do, obviously, here is to really open up people's discussions around, you know, what are ways we can move and why should we care? You know, and this is one of those ones that, you know, I think it should still be given some opportunity to grow and see where it can, you know, um, it, you know extend what options need to be there. But again, it, it might just come across as elitist to some folks. Maybe that's the, draw, the line in the sand. I don't know. So. I, I, I don't know. But, how, you know, we've seen over and over again, that line of, you know, well, this is for elitists. This is an elitist play over and over again. And it, it is always couched as like a populist, yeah. you know, a- approach to some horrific thing that gives, you know, ExxonMobil another $40 billion. We got to make sure that that was depressing. Are... Let's do something cool now. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, we got to make sure people are still like, like, yeah, that was so exciting to listen to, which makes me think of a little, a little guy, a little friend of mine named McMurdy. Oh, uh, man. I don't know if people were expecting to see what they saw at, at Goodward, but holy crap. <laughs> man, so this, this thing is wild. So this, it's called the McMurtry. There's an extra R in there that I keep forgetting, but it's the McMurtry. And it looks looks like a little tiny baby power wheels batmobile yeah exactly like yeah like a batmobile that got thrown in the dryer yeah it got (laughs) thrown in the dryer it's a little bit shrunk and if you watch the video of this thing at the goodwood goodwood festival of speed it's this thing in in the uk there's this very fancy estate called goodwood there's a big hill there and cars race up the hill they've been doing it for generations it's very exciting stuff it's like a this, cla- it's like a classy english pikes peak it's a classy english <laughs> i think that's perfect i, I think yeah. if i went there if you went there and sold shirts that said classy english pikes peak <laughs> you would you'd sell out of them we're gonna see that pop up for like like next week someone's gonna have that i you know i was a goodwood yeah classy. The- english pikes peak <laughs> exactly right but this thing goes up that hill so fast it so the IDR, the Volkswagen IDR, had the overall record, and it mm. beat a record that was set by a McLaren Mercedes Formula One car. Yeah. Okay. This little McMurtry thing, it comes out, everybody looks at it. All right, that thing's kind of weird. It goes up that hill so fast that like it looks like a special effect. It doesn't look real. It didn't look, it didn't even look like it was going uphill. <laughs> It, just, it doesn't even look like it's yeah, going it, it just looked like it was just going. It was just was like, that was the, yeah, that was the best part. And and you you look at it and the wheelbase on that thing, again, it looks like a toy. But that like was that was the fun part of just seeing how you get the right engineers in the right room 
you know, that say, you know, like, how can we reimagine this and maybe like shatter some things? That's uh, the takeaway for me on this is it opens the door for people that may have been thinking of tinkering in this in this way with EVs. And hey, go for it. Because look what you're well, right. Because the the electric motor is so perfectly suited to a hill climb. Yep. All torque, all go. Just go. <laughs> all torque, all go. You don't lose anything going uphill. You don't lose, you know, as as the actually as the atmosphere thing thins out, it actually makes more power, not less. No, it's it, this is this was a very good example of what uh, so many people inside of the EV space talk about all the time. And we're, again, and there, I mean, there was, but there was uh, so many of the vehicles that were EVs too. Like a Lucid Air did the run at Goodwood. You know what I mean? Like, so they did the a lot Lucid of- Air did the run that was super fast. Polestar, which is one of the, you know, one of the great cars that you can oh, see yes. at, at our live shows. Polestar had an 880 horsepower luxury sedan that ran up the hill in, in full camouflage. That thing was sick. Lotus had a 2000 horsepower uh, electric car called the Avija that it, it, it didn't go that after beautiful. It's that so gorgeous, beautiful. but I don't know if you saw it. It was probably the least environmentally conscious thing I've ever seen because oh, no. it did a burnout from the bottom of the hill <laughs> to the top of the hill. And like, that was their whole thing. It's like, we're going to burn out. We're going to peel out the entire way up this hill. And like, you see pictures of it. And it's just like black smoke coming out of the back of this thing. It's like this guy rolling coal. What's happening? Oh no. He's yeah. destroying tires. Well, that's the other thing to yourself. It's like, yeah, well emissions. Yeah. It's tailpipe, but it's also like, you know, rubber particulates that come off of the bajillion tires going by. But you know what highway. though? Honestly, I, I always, I have this conversation with people who, you know, want to get into it with me about like, you know, racing and motorsports. They say, Oh, you know, motorsports is so wasteful. You're doing so much, you know, you're, you're uh, drag racing car. It's like, you know what, dude, for, for the 15 seconds or for, you know, if you're a Honda 15 seconds, if you're something else, probably eight or nine seconds, you know, that you're going down that quarter mile, you're not doing a ton of damage. You're doing far more damage sitting there idling in traffic and stop and go bumper to bumper than you are just going down the road real quick and honestly you know it's the fun police argument right the the hobbies that i have are good and valid and the hobbies that you have are evil and destroying the earth no that's that's what it's it's always interesting like you think about the conversations people have with like jay leno who's just you know a car collector enthusiast you know above almost anyone and he's the kind of person who's like well yeah there's people gonna be driving evs but there's still room for motorsports you There's know, still and, room, of course. Yeah, and again, I think that you know that's yeah. To your point, it, it's a fun police thing, but I I think that what well the other one that was that was at the event that I thought was so awesome was the Ford van. <laughs> oh, I forgot about that. So this is a two thousand horsepower electric transit. Thing. I, I was I can't I was even so talk sad. about it without laughing. I just yeah. lose my mind. Well, who was in the room and said, "No, we should take a good one." What? <laughs> Let's take the transit van and make it. So crazy that people are like, I would buy that tomorrow and uh, just drive it to pick up the kids. Exactly. So here's the thing, right? There's a little known fact, but it's moments like this when you see a 2000 horsepower Ford van that you go, oh, that's right. Their CEO was Chris Farley's first cousin. (laughs) (laughs) In a Ford Transit van with 2000 horsepower. By the river. river. (laughs) That's exactly what it is, man. It's like, uh, oh, Lotus has a 2,000 horsepower car? We could do that. Make it a van. But that's the thing. That's the thing is it speaks to what you can do with, you know, like just a little bit, well, a little bit of money, maybe a lot of bit of money, but some, insp- of of money. some inspiration behind how can we make a stink at one of these events and get people chat about what we're working on. 
Oh, uh, see, we should have rehearsed this better because when you said, how can we make a stink? I could have said, well, you could have burned the tires and then segued into oh, the Lotus. Oh, oh, we got oh, to back that up. Oh, but you mean, you, oh, because the Lotus. Oh, no, never mind. <laughs> I wish but, we were good at this. <laughs> I know. It's right. It's like we had this planned out. Then it shows that we almost had it planned out. Uh, anyway, good, yeah, Goodwin was just, it was so much fun to see all the videos coming out of that. And the cool thing is, is it's more exposure to more people about what so many have been talking about in the, in the EV world. And now we're getting these, these little snippets of, you know, a custom vehicle, manu- you know, mainstream vehicles that are available to the public. Um, but then OEMs going bonkers with, you know, with, with a van for whatever reason. You know, I think that it just speaks to, it, we're seeing the examples of both companies and people become inspired to do cool yeah. stuff with this. And, and it's breaking records, which is even better. It reminds me of like the, the mid sixties at Indianapolis where people were just, it was this magic time where they were just figuring out computers and fuel injection, but mm. they hadn't figured out aerodynamics yet or di- <laughs> like, like downforce wasn't really a thing. So you had these right. like really wild concepts. You had a Chrysler turbine car. You had a, uh, you know, an Offenhauser four cylinder running alcohol. You had all kinds of real wacky stuff. And I think we're in that wacky era. We're just getting into that wacky era of EVs. where like, you know, the next one that's going to go up the hill is going to be an electric unicycle that goes 150 miles. <laughs> yeah. One wheel. Some guy. Yeah. One wheel. <laughs> No, I, and, but that's, that's the thing that's so nuts is you look at some of the specs on some of these things. It's like, you know, zero to 60 in 1.5 seconds, you know, and things like that. And you're thinking at some point, the human body goes, can't do it. <laughs> oh, I, I mean, my human body does that every time I try to get off the sofa. Oh, that's, well, that is true. We have, we, there's, there's these like different, we have to look at it as a spectrum, right? It's like, man, I can't take all those G forces. And you're like, man, I can't take all those get up forces <laughs> that's it man you know it's funny i'll have this i'll have conversations with my wife and she'll say oh can you you know go pick up the kids or do something in the yard and i'll get up off the chair and i'll be like Ugh. she'll be like you don't have to have an attitude about it i'm like this this isn't an attitude problem this is a conditioning problem you're right yeah this is yeah the st- stamina has left the room you know <laughs> yeah. well, all we got to do that is we got to put you in the driver's seat of one of these things and just see if it motivates you to you know not grunt <laughs> we'll when you see, get off the couch we'll see how quickly it kills me well, well, so to, to that end, like if, if, if we're talking about things falling apart, you maybe a little bit, there's some other news lately about some things. Oh, that was the segue that we went with. Oh man. Well, I mean, so I, brutal. I, I was going to say, you set me up so well for it. It's like, if, if, if the wheels are falling off of Joe, uh, what does that mean? Uh, well, oh. unfortunately the wheels are falling off Toyotas and Subarus, <laughs> but this like, is this, a, is, this is a yeah. problem. This is a problem, but it also it's one of those stories like you read the headline, and you're kind of like, wait, what? Because <laughs> average people read that, and the pro- this is the problem too, is it, it immediately instills you know, concern, right? But the point is they caught it, they're fixing it and resolving it. But what's interesting is Toyota got most, well, we'll talk about the fixing it part, but Toyota got most of the exposure on this story, but from a volume perspective, their sister company that has the sister vehicle the is Subaru, actually- yeah. They had more vehicles on the road when this when this news came to light. Yeah, two to one, two to one yeah. almost. So, but this is crazy. So, if for those of you that didn't catch it, we're talking about the new Toyota and Subaru BEVs, the Solterra and the BZX4, BZ, the BZ4X. BZ4X. Yep. Okay. So, <laughs> okay. <laughs> the BZ4X, because that's, that's tight. Yeah. People are going to remember that. Um, You know, so literally what's happening is the wheels are falling off and they caught the issue early. There's a scenario where, you know, they hit a curb or whatever, the wheels fall off. 
to me, what is concerning about this is that this is not an electrical issue. This is not an issue with electric vehicles or batteries or right. charging. This this one feels pretty basic. You don't want the wheels to fall <laughs> off the car. Right. You're talking to you're talking to you know two companies that it's like you guys have been doing this car thing for a while now. For a while. <laughs> fundamentally yeah, like, the wheels are supposed to stay on right i mean no that that's the but but to your point like this is not this has nothing to do with the drivetrain nothing to do with electric fuel this has everything but it's to do not with, a good look right it's like this wasn't like some gas-powered thing they just decided to randomly start building and oops the wheels fell off it's it's one it's one of those pieces where it's kind of like you know there's the ev conspiracy theorists out there like man they planned this it's like <laughs> And I'm going, I don't think they planned the problem. I think they just didn't plan what normally they do plan, which is the wheels stay on. I mean, I don't get it, you know. It's a so. very, it, it's it's a head scratcher. I'm not going to lie. It was odd when I read it. But at the same time, you know, this is, we're, we're at a place where uh, how much gets overly dramatized based on the fact that there's an EV story, right? If it's EV related, you know. My man, now this is, if your steering wheel falls off in your hands, it don't matter what you're driving. It's problematic. Well, that means you just didn't put, like, you pop the airbag off, you pulled your <laughs> stock steering wheel off, you put on that racing, you know, Sparco steering wheel. Is that what you're referring to? Because I've, I've had no. that before. So, you know, it's funny. We're talking about these different things. So I, this week, I'm, I get a different EVs from different manufacturers. I get the, you know, I'm lucky enough to drive them around. My neighbors think I'm insane that I buy a new car every couple of weeks, but it, <laughs> that's not what's going on. He's, he's so impetuous. <laughs> he just has no idea. His credit rating must be just... <laughs> either phenomenal or totally in the dumpster to have a new vehicle. Oh, it's pure cash. You've got the golden Falcon somewhere in the, in the attic too, you know? (laughs) Absolutely. So I'm driving the Mazda MX 30, which I I didn't expect too much out of it. It's not that it's not a good car. I just, it was, it's a compliance car. I didn't expect too much out of it. It's, it's a zippy fun little car, but, and, and, and I'll get to this in a second, what I was going to talk about. This is the weird one. This is the first car I've ever had. And this includes like Fiskars and an EQS and stuff where my neighbors have like knocked on the door to talk about it. Well, probably because they looked at it and said, well, we could buy that. Yeah. You know what? That's possible. Cause like it, it looks, it's small. It's like, you know, Honda civic esque size. Mm-hmm. It's got the cool little front doors. It's not very big. It, and, it, and it looks just the red Mazda's red. It's very good. So, so good. You know, it's it's... give them credit for not, you know, this is their first, you know, pure electric that we can say is out there to your point is compliance, but boy, howdy, do they know how to paint a car? They know how to paint a car. (laughs) That's a whole thing. If you look under the hood, it's very obvious that they built it to have a range extender because there's no frunk and like two thirds of the space is empty. Like you can look right down to the ground. Really? It's That's, so bizarre. I, I'll, I'll, I, I'll send you pictures. It's bonkers. Yeah, I, I didn't know. It was I heard that there was space. I didn't realize you could like just look straight no, down no. and see the ground. Like you can put a toddler in there. Whoa. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so like, it's, there's plenty of room. There. <laughs> how do you measure space inside of your vehicle uh, by toddlers? <laughs> hey, listen, you have three kids. That's how it's done. I, I know think people, that's how most people yeah, do it. <laughs> I, I, I was going to say, I know people that have three dogs and they're like, oh, you can put two dogs in there. <laughs> it's like, oh, it's, it's X amount of cubic feet. Yeah, but can you measure that in Cocker Spaniel or in Gold Retriever? That'd be much easier for me. <laughs> exactly. So, exactly. But though, that's, that's I get it, man. I mean, the peop, your neighbors looking at some of the stuff you've been able to, you know, get behind the wheel of for a time. 
I can see people walking up saying, number one, beautiful color. Number two, like that looks like something that we might buy and use. It looks functional. That looks like, exactly. And especially, yeah. you know, living in Chicago, you're not driving major road trips. It looks like a good little second car. Yeah. And, you know, for us, we've, we've got the Volvo. That's the big car for road trips and things like that. This would be a great little second car. Um, that's true, man. These these cars that are good for in town, and how many people have multiple cars and they only drive one of them oh, on the regular? A hundred percent. Yeah, this is it's, again. People have been saying it's you know it doesn't have enough range, things like that. At the same time, I think what you're describing is no, it's a functionally useful and fun car, and that's what people need to hear about. So. Exactly. So, but remember, we started talking about this because Toyota and Subaru had wheels falling. Oh off. no. And and you know, what's the third sister company to that Toyota Subaru love triangle? It's Mazda. Uh-huh. So this, <laughs> I, this has happened to me twice now. I have hit a pothole in Chicago that was nasty enough that the car had to reboot. What? <laughs> I'll hit him. So I'm driving down the road, right? I'm, I'm driving up Austin, which is like not an awesome place for your car to stop. Uh-huh. And then like, bam, pothole dashboard goes blank and then like <laughs> <Get ring. laughs> it's like, it's yes like, it's like slapping a robot like <laughs> oh my gosh that's um so that's happened say. to me twice and i'm like okay one time well that was interesting twice i feel like we need to talk about this on the air are these the same the, the same vehicle or different vehicles so that's the that's the same catch. vehicle okay same vehicle. so it's the cx uh 30 whatever the yeah. EV, mx30 cx30 um the 30 and you know i think back to the alpha numerical things like it's really hard to remember those for me Oh shoot! I, I think well, BZ4X. I, I I literally had to say it a thousand times to remember that one. But yeah, I I don't. Well, that's that is its own episode. That, like, that's how, its own episode. To We're gonna talk a, a whole branding episode. Like, like look, Lightning. We get it. BZ4X. No, we don't get it. I don't get it. Yeah, I mean, and there's there's some method to the madness. But back to your I hit potholes and cars decide to reboot thing. Uh, I've never. I. Well, that's not true. I experienced that in a Mitsubishi Imev in mm-hmm. 2014. And that I may have just kind been of, just, <laughs> that was just, just the, yeah, it just wanted it. It was like it was tired, so it shut off for a minute, you know. Yeah. <laughs> that one was, I, I think I, it actually sent me a text message when I connected to the Bluetooth and it said, Why are you driving this golf cart 80 miles an hour? Hey, man, the, 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 the Imev was, was one of those ones, it was a proof of concept, right? You know, um, in the sense that it was electric and it could get used from A to B. Man, that car, you know, they always say that it's more fun to drive a slow car fast than it is to drive a fast car slow. I mean, you, <laughs> the you, danger, the danger goes up exponentially. The danger of that car, they should have a single make racing series at like Streets of Willow or something where everybody's Ooh. in IMEVs. And like, you know, just, just see like Tony Stewart whip that thing around a corner on two wheels. I would just die. You, you, you're you going to get people to come out of the woodwork and be like, we've already been thinking of this. We just need a sponsor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so do we. Thanks for playing. <laughs> yeah. Well, so so I think that uh, what you need to do is, is the next time you take the car out, if you still have it, is just toss a little GoPro on the dash or in the ba- or on the seat rather so you can see the dash. And I got to see this car reboot from a pothole. Oh, if you man. can pull that off, that'd be, I, I think... Uh, listeners and viewers alike would be very intrigued. I, I got to tell you, as fun as that would be, I am legitimately afraid of being on a heavy, heavily used road 
waiting to get rear-ended because my car is rebooting. <laughs> That's also bad. Wait, does it keep rolling? It doesn't like immediately like die and stop and like like well, lose all power, does it? Like it, it well, it loses power for like a, a half a second and as it's rebooting, but as it's rebooting, it's in park. Oh boy. Yeah, no, it's not awesome. So it's like <laughs> <laughs> and like well, the steering wheels locked you know because it's like in that lock phase so you got to wait so, for it to do its little dance and then you can you know hit the hit the parking brake it doesn't go into park because the, the selector is still in d right. but like it it reboots and it's it like just, yeah it, you got to put just, it back in park do the whole thing i mean it's like it the car just turned off no you literally bricked the car it yeah it bri- into a brick <laughs> but like i don't think that's i really don't think that's a fair criticism of mazda i think that's more of a criticism on the first topic that we we're talking about which is america does not invest in its infrastructure <laughs> well, I, was, I was about to say that in fairness yeah, what this is yeah this is an indictment of the fact that the streets shouldn't have potholes that reboot your car <laughs> right this i this is zero to do with mazda and a hundred percent to do with the city of chicago <laughs> yeah like the benchmark testing you got to imagine that someone from Mazda listens to this, they're like, we actually had the test where we drove it into a hole to see if it would reboot. <laughs> right. It's like, no, we didn't. It's like, well, I guess to sell this in America, we got to add that onto the, well, onto we the gotta, testing regimen. Well, maybe that's why they only sell it in, in California and Florida. <laughs> well, yeah, in fairness, they're like, what happens on these streets? Well, not much. It's hopefully pretty flat, right? Yeah, sure, why not? <laughs> Great, you're going to be do fine. Not, do not send to Midwest, you know, like, like inside the glove box. But, well, <laughs> glad you're safe. Good Lord, uh, that's crazy. Uh, it was it was a very exciting time, but the wheels stayed on, and that's the point. Is uh, <laughs> right. Th- did not make news for that. <laughs> All I right, then. I think we're done here. I was gonna I, say, I'm like, I'm looking at you, and you're like, well, I got it. Well, number one, I'm looking at you, going, is he gonna get up after this after this episode? No, 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 no. I got four more hours. Of this. <laughs> oh, then so that's the thing, and then it's the uh, it's all about the the stamina. we should yeah we should mispronounce the next the next ev that comes out called the stamina and then you can just test drive that one and hopefully it doesn't reboot the wheels stay on but i mean yeah okay point point is holy cow weird news this week Uh, holy cow weird news this week the world's fastest van wheels don't stay on the car and now we don't get flying cars again and i and i really just want i want to make murdy in my stocking this christmas that's all i want (laughs) it'll fit It'll fit. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> All right, guys. Thanks so much for listening. Uh, we're going to be next month. We're going to be in Seattle live at the Electrify Expo. You're going to be able to test drive all your favorite cars. Some of the ones we talked about today. Uh, hopefully the wheels stay on there. We'll also be riding some e-bikes, skateboards, scooters. I actually bought an electric scooter with my own money. I can't tell you who I bought it from, but it was very oh. exciting. Oh. Uh, and I'll be riding that around there. So uh, come check it out. And as always, you know, follow us along on Spotify, electrifynews.com, or I guess Apple has podcasts too now. I've heard they've started doing that. Yeah. <laughs> started doing that. All right. Thanks, guys. See you next week. Thanks for listening to the Electrify News Podcast, brought to you by the Electrify Expo, coming to five major cities in 2022. Be sure to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter for all the latest in e-mobility news and updates. Thanks for listening to the Electrify Podcast, brought to you by the creators of Electrify Expo. Be sure to catch full video episodes on YouTube at Electrify TV. And follow along on social media for daily clips and more.